The following pendant production. Hi, and welcome to another commentary for the Kingery. This is uh, the commentary for episode. Oh, I always do that. Episode number 35, which is also season 3, episode 11. The title of this episode is Deep Shit, and the writer of this episode is Pete Mylan. Hi. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? And this is Perry Whittle. I directed this episode, and the assistant director is also here, Christopher Stodder. Welcome, Chris. Hello. I don't know why I just waved to the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Well. So let's see. The um, we're listening to the previously now, and the music is "Into the Void" by David Alexander McDonald. Yes. I tried to um, find some dramatic stuff to play during the previously, uh, and also some stuff that would explain. Um, where we are and how we got where we are. And where we are is the heist. The heist, at long last. Pete, the, uh, I seem to recall that the outline for this episode says, it's the heist. And that's pretty much all, they, all it yeah, gives you. Yeah, it pretty much says, it's the heist, and if you get this, uh, this script, you're screwed. That's pretty much what the outline said. <laughs> So did you volunteer for this script? I, is that I did. I asked for uh, this is one of the uh, one of the scripts I asked for when we when uh, when we do the uh, the Kingery outline every year, uh, we're asked to uh, submit our you know our top four choices for scripts that we want to write, and uh, you know that that uh, that description was like a uh, a red flag to a bull, so I uh, I signed up for that. <laughs> Well, I think you did a marvelous, marvelous job. I'm, I'm really excited about this script. Well, thank you. I, I wish I could have said the same because the entire time I was writing it, I was going, "What the hell am I writing? Really? <laughs> am I really writing a poopy heist script? Is that what's happening here?" Yeah. Yeah. So, as right about here, we've got uh, our first scene, and Chris, you cut together the dialogue for the scene. No, no, you mixed the entire scene. I, I lied. Um, you mixed the entire scene, and uh, the actors are Pete Mylan as Tommy Arkell, me Perry Whittle as Hooks, Renee Christine Jones as Sox, M. Sierra Garcia as Major, and Shane Nolan as Devi. And uh, at the beginning of uh, Hooks's speech, I thought he would uh, Hooks would be very nervous. You know, this is kind of kind of like public speaking. So I tried to give him, uh, you know, the throat clearing and a and a very slow, awkward start. And then he gets distracted by Sox, who's uh, I presume has her has raised her hand. Yes. And I love that line that that. Uh, Major has. Where are we getting eight feet? I just, I just thought that that was really nicely, um, nicely written line. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, I was trying to get them sort of. Uh, it's a, it's a little jargony. This is, you know, this is their, uh, the gangsters' version of a, uh, of a, of a briefing before the mission. Right. Um, and I, we have, uh, we have Tommy using the phrase "running the table," which. Uh, you know, I figure, you know, being being a casino manager, he sort of uh, probably delves into uh, gambling metaphors uh, now and again. Yes, all right. All right, very good. Just a minute. And um, so you had you had to devise the entire heist plan, and we sort of had, um, 
You'd, you'd mentioned it a, a while ago in one of the writers' chats, and so for a couple episodes, we've been sort of trying to hint that there would be something that involved plumbing and plumbers and stuff like that. Yeah, I figured when uh, when it was decided that Hooks was going to devise a plan for getting uh, for robbing this uh, this homeless shelter, that it would have to be something you know wrench related. We'd have to make it, it had to be sort of a little more. Okay. You know, you the, the, the heist itself is almost more complicated than it needs to be. It's, it's sort of deceptively simple, just the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of security around, uh, around this, this former church. It's, it's really more the getaway that, uh, that they need to, uh, they need to disguise. And, uh, so when I thought of, you know, when I thought of folks planning a heist, I, you know, immediately thought of plumbing and then, this uh, this little gem of an idea came to mind. Um, and it, it actually has its inspirations in uh, holidays from a, a couple of years ago, uh, a Christmas night at uh, at the family home. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we got the, well, no, not quite that bad, but yeah, you know, we had the entire family over, and uh, you know, all of a sudden one of the uh, one of the toilets started backing up, and we had to get a guy out there to come uh, to come, uh, you know. Empty our septic system on uh, on Christmas night, right? And uh, you know, my father and my brother and I were out there with you know digging <laughs> digging uh, access to the uh, to the septic system in order to uh, to you know let this guy uh, get to it. So yeah, somehow that uh, that 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 was the uh, the inspiration. That was the 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 poopy inspiration for this. <laughs> Very good. Right now we have some background music, which is Between the Ticks by David Alexander MacDonald. Yes. How you going to do all that? And, um... So I just wanted to ask you again about this title, Deep Shit. Now, is that some kind of uh, tricky metaphor or something? Uh, no, no, it's not. What happened was uh, we were doing the, uh, the writer's chat for the previous episode, the last episode, uh-huh. and we were talking about what was going to have to happen in this episode, and I tossed off the line. I probably can't get away with calling this episode Deep Shit, can I? And everybody else was like, no, you call it that. That's what it's called now. <laughs> Right. right. And now we are listening to scene number two, um, starring Regina. Um, let's see. Wait. No, let me take that back. It's Tracy Hall as Regina. Welcome to the cast, Tracy. Um, doing a great job as Regina. Brian Finnegan plays Mad Dan. And Carl Glassmeyer as Asa. And Chris Stotter cut together the dialogue for this scene. Yes, very well. I really like this line that's uh, coming up. Nah, he's more oniony. That is one of one of the many great lines in this episode that you wrote, Pete. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. There it is. Yeah, writing writing Ace's dialogue was uh, a little easier this uh, this episode than it normally is for me. Not sure why. You think Asa and Pooh go together real well? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just Asa, you know, sort of in his he's, element of the uh, of the homeless community. He's sort of an earthy character, isn't he? Oh yes. So I tried to add some water sounds here. I think that this is a, a sewer drain sound that I found uh, in one of my sound effects libraries or something. Ah, uh, yes. 
No. Well, it's it's amazing how you know this, the sound of water when uh, added with the reactions of the characters just you know creates a, a mental picture for you, yes. one that you don't necessarily want in there. So you were saying that Asa was easier than usual to write in this episode. What, yeah, what, else, was, what else was easy for you to write here? Um, not a lot, actually. I mean, this... <laughs> it's a... Uh, there was... It's a, it's a pretty labor-intensive uh, script, this one. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of different versions and a lot of uh, different passes at it. Um... I did. I liked uh, writing Jill stuff here too. Uh, I guess she, she used a different take, or you used a different take of uh, you know, Mindy's for uh, her reaction. Uh, yeah. to, you know, in the script, I had it as uh, you know, angels and ministers of grace defend us, which is from Hamlet, which I thought would be a really funny, you know. I thought that would be fairly amusing, but. Yes, Elizabeth Rast, or, or Mindy Rast, um, as Jill, does a lot of ad-libbing. And again, we have Tracy Hall as Regina, and Chris Stoddard cut together the dialogue for this scene. And the background music is Crankin' by David Alexander MacDonald. And that seemed like kind of the aggressive kind of music that Jill would put on. Yeah, by the way, let's mention that uh, David Alexander's McDonald's uh, music can be found at gemendo.com if you want to find it and download it, which I have. It's on my iPod. You're going to have to spell that again for us, Pete. Uh, that I is can, J-A-M-E-N-D-O, Gemendo. Thank you. Yes. Advertising. Yeah. Other, other free MP3 sites are available. Right, and now we're in the next scene. Uh, me as Hooks, you, Pete, as Tommy Arkell, uh, Renee Christine Jones as Sox, M. Sierra Garcia as Major, Shane Nolan as Debbie, and Chris Stoddard fully mix this scene together. I'm glad you remember this, because I sure, I sure don't. <laughs> yeah, well, I may be cheating. I may have written a few things down. And let's see, at the beginning of this scene, uh, when I say, oh, my gosh, a flood, I was, I was trying to sound like I'm, like, uh, well, like Hooks, who's bad at playing it, play acting. He's, he's trying to sound surprised, and he doesn't really. He may be reading off a script as well. Yeah, and probably so. Yes, Tommy's scribbling uh, his lines for him as he talks on the um, walkie-talkie. So less talking and more moving. Let's get this done, people. Come on. I do have to say that cutting uh, most of the dialogue here, I, I was laughing the entire time because some of the uh, uh, great ad libs that people were doing are just amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I'm. Uh, it was so hard to pick the right ones to use because <laughs> half the time I was just laughing so hard I had tears coming down my uh, out of my eyes. <laughs> That's great. Now I see one of our and we have uh, Paul Lavelle now as Officer Brannis. And very nice snoring. Excellent yes. snoring, Paul. And he was not in, uh, in the outline for this, uh, for this uh, story. Um, but I figured we could use, you know, every, every heist needs a complication. They need a, they need a cop right. to show up when, uh, at the worst possible time. Right. Right, so I I just thought that that was very, very nice the way that you complicated things and um, brought together the the solution to the complications. Just thought that was wonderful. Thank you very much. 
In this scene, we have uh, Carl Glassmeyer playing Asa, Tracy Hall again as Regina, Susan Bridges as Sarah, she's about to arrive, and Pete Milan, you play Tommy Arkell, and me, I play Hooks, and we're going to arrive at the very end of this thing. And Chris, you cut together the dialogue for this scene. Yeah, I think I are. did most of the dialogue. I think you only had a couple of uh, yes. things where you touched the dialogue. That's absolutely true. Did you do the filtering too? Because most of the cast is going to be, uh, you know, in stormtrooper mode for uh, the rest of the uh, rest of the episode. Yeah, when um, when I say that uh, Chris cut together the dialogue, he sort of uh, finds the takes and puts them together in the right uh, timing, and then I do any processing or uh, filtering and stuff like that, and I. Uh, I pan them through the stereo field and all that other stuff, so that's that's how that works. Good. And I think that um, I, Chris also cleaned all the lines. I think all the lines. There may have been one character who I cleaned. Um, and that's like the most boring thing that you can do, and uh, cutting the dialogue together I think is the most fun thing that you do. Um, so I try and tried to give Chris a lot of both of those things so that um, he would have some really boring stuff and some pretty fun stuff. Well, as I said, uh, cleaning the lines was not very boring, This, uh, <laughs> at least for this episode. <laughs> well, that's good. And uh, we just talked through one of my favorite lines, another great line that you wrote, Pete, it's a poopocalypse. <laughs> Oh, boy. Excellent, lovely line. Uh, again, I really was writing this going, I don't believe I'm actually writing this. <laughs> this wasn't how it was supposed to be. <laughs> I liked the sound effects that I found, the stuff going bloop, bloop, gurgle, gurgle. I thought yes, was, uh, very, very swampy sounding. <laughs> yes. And somewhere right about uh, coming up in just a second, Tommy kicks socks. <laughs> Poor socks. Socks makes hooks look uh, very assertive. <laughs> Although actually, in this script, I did I did write hooks as being you know sort of. As, as taking on you know the leadership role, he's he, he is actually more assertive in this script than he normally is, because this is his element. This is uh, you know this is what he does. Right. So what was the easiest thing here to write, Pete? Easiest thing? Anything, um, the uh, the Tommy and Major, uh, you know, interplay is always always pretty easy to uh, to write. You know, the the, the two of them, uh, you know, sort of snapping at each other, uh, you know, and their back and forth is always always uh, pretty good to write. At any time you have to write, you know, am aggravated. It's uh. It's always going to work out. Yes. Yes. And coming up here is another one of uh, your great lines in this episode, Pete, uh, where Devi says, once you do enough fetish jobs, nothing, nothing's that icky anymore. And I seem to recall in the writer's chat that there was... Uh, 
very much great. rejoicing. Yes, very general approval of that, I think. I'm sure Debbie has done worse than have to wade into a uh, a river of effluvia to uh, yeah, I mean, she, the thing here. you know, they're all wearing the bio suits. Yeah, what do you need to? Uh, this is another scene that wasn't really uh, in the outline. Tithia was originally supposed to be in on the heist, but I really couldn't think of a good reason for her to be there. Okay. Um, yeah. So I wrote this. Because I think this is her first uh, interaction with the. Uh, with uh, Sylvia, who That's uh, right. actually this is my first time writing Sylvia. The uh, she wasn't in the uh, the script for uh, the awkward phase a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. so I, I wrote her just as creepy as possible. Yes, actually, yes. I think this is her first scene uh, without uh, either Tommy or Major. Oh, this might be the first time we see her talking to somebody who isn't in the family. Well, yeah. Tiffy's in the family, but uh, yeah. Anyways, well, I thought it all worked out great. Uh, Catherine Pride doing a great job as Tithia. Fiona Thrale doing another fantastic uh, performance as Sylvia Arkell. And coming up, Melissa Johnson as Francesca. Yes. And the music is Goomba Dance by David Alexander MacDonald. And uh, why I just thought it all came out great. I think Fiona's exceptional, as always, playing Sylvia. And... um, of course, reading your lines—the the lines that you wrote for her, Pete—doing yes, a great job. Yeah, they're both. Uh, it, it's a very tense scene for for both of them. They both did uh, a great job with it. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that you know Tithia usually would blow up at anybody else for, and you know, with Sylvia, she has to sit there and take it. Right. When you see him, let him know I want to speak to him as soon as possible. Yes, ma'am. And consider what I said. Some of the same men I talked about, they like it when the woman hasn't had any training at all. Oh, Fiona is just so creepy. Oh, yes. Well, I, not Fiona, but her performance. Right? Yes, let exactly. me say. Let me say that. Let me clarify that. Although Fiona is pretty creepy, let's be honest. Let's just, let's just get it all out there. No comment. I joke. I kid. I cannot confirm or deny. And now we're moving into um, another scene where we have the um, River of Effluvia. Uh, Shane Nolan playing Devi and Pete Milan, that's you, playing Tommy Arkell again. M. Sierra Garcia playing Major. I almost said M. Sierra Major. That doesn't make any sense. Um, Me playing Hooks. And surprise guest star Brian Finnegan as Mad Dan. So they're they're checking all the rooms for drugs, right? Yes, they are searching for the uh, searching for the uh, for the behold, and uh, it's just becoming a more and more difficult process. Right. Oh, and there he is. Love the loved Mad Dan's surprise <laughs> appearance and the. And the long pause, and I forgot to say that Chris Stoddard cut together the dialogue for this scene. Yeah, this one was kind of interesting because in the script, Mad Dan was talking behind the door later on. Or now. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know how to put that. I didn't know if I... Just cutting the dialogue, her, I didn't know if you were going to uh, mute him a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, and then, so... 
overlap the dialogue, so it sounds like, you know, uh, the others are talking while he's behind the door eating his clamps. Yep. Yep. Well, we had to do something. We had to make it all work. But I really like the way that uh, Pete, you wrote that whole thing so that uh, the attention was elsewhere and uh, there was a little squabbling going on and Hooks was trying to explain to it when he opened the door and was everyone was surprised by Mad Dan. And just, you know, it's just the construction and the structure of the way that you put the scene together, I thought, worked really well. Thank you very much. And lovely, lovely performances, yes, and ad libs. <laughs> I think I actually switched cutting the dialogue because I switched the dialogue uh, order around because it, it made sense with uh, the ad libs at the time. Yeah, those those two lines were uh, of hooks were uh, were two separate lines, I believe. This is where some of the ad libs were just so crazy I couldn't use them, but I couldn't help but uh, but laugh. Yes. Oh, so they're counting backwards from a hundred. <laughs> Which probably doesn't do anything. It just makes them be quiet for a minute. Big tough guys. Hey, I think I got it. Almost covered by. That's it. That's our baby. Good eye, Jeff. Now it's this one crater too. Yeah, I tried to do the line. So he still sounds a little sick. I didn't want him to snap right out of it. Yeah. Right. Good. And there we have Hooks going under. That <laughs> still makes me laugh. Is, oh. I, the performances of, uh, of M. Sierra Garcia and you, Pete, and uh, I don't know, anybody else who's contributing to that all do a great job in selling that thing. And uh, I remember when reading and great laugh pete i remember when reading the script that uh, i was thinking oh yeah i'm gonna have to find a sound effect that sounds really really disgusting there and um i found it a little bit difficult because there was so much background sound there was you know the the flowing water and fans going in the background uh, you know some sort of um ventilation system and there was gurgling and bubbling and so when I tried a slow bubbling under, it seemed too diff too subtle and too difficult to hear. So I just made it a big splash, which doesn't exactly fit the story, but I thought that it, it you know, the sound made it, conveyed the, the, the definiteness of that big splash sound, conveyed the action better than something that was a little bit more realistic, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, like a slow bubbling the under. Pick, the sound pick doesn't sell it so much as uh, the reactions that it right. gets. Yeah. So let's see, then we switch to um, 
Uh, I think I just talked through it. Um, the following scene, which was uh, Shane Nolan as Debbie, Renee Christine Jones as Socks, and Paul Lavelle as Officer Brannis and Chris cut together the dialogue for that scene. And um, I kind of liked in there, in that scene, Pete, how there was just no discussion of whether to follow Brannis's direction, don't go anywhere. Everybody just ignores it without, you know, without talking about it, without yeah. thinking about it. It's just like they don't even think about following his direction. Yeah, Brannis is just, he's, he's not worth it. He, he, he uh, he's just, he's just a gnat at a picnic. <laughs> So now we're uh, in the next scene. Uh, Elizabeth Rast playing Jill, me playing Hooks, Pete, you playing Tommy Arkell, M. Sierra Garcia as Major, Shane Nolan as Debbie. And uh, I did want to get sort of Debbie sort of back into uh, back into the wackiness with the with the script because she's had a tough season. She's had a tough couple of seasons, really. Yes. Who hasn't? And I like the line um, where Hook says, everything in here is about to get sucked back through. Really like that line. Okay, the next scene um, has Tracy Hall playing Regina. She starts out a little bit um, sad. She's just wondering how everything keeps uh, falling to shit all around her. And... Paul Lavelle as Officer Brannis, Elizabeth Rast as Jill, and Carl Glassmeyer as Asa, and Christopher Stoddard cut the dialogue together for this scene. And I had to come up with something uh, for, as Jill drives up that was loud enough to interrupt um, Tracy Hall as Regina. Uh, and so I got this, um, you know, screeching tires. So uh, I think we can take it from that that Jill drives pretty fast. Yes. There it is. I would say so. Get out of the way. Doing a Starsky shoulder roll on the way out. Should be about an hour or so. And the place will be like new. The place will be like new? Do we believe this? Well, I mean, there's there's something in there that will sort of clean away the bacteria, and uh, I mean, you know, it won't it won't be by new like new. But she's trying to sell this service to uh, to her clients. So. Right, she's trying to sell the service. Yeah, I just I'm I'm not sure I'm buying that. Not entirely, anyway. I mean, let's face it. After you've seen your home uh, flooded with uh, flooded with feces, it's never really going to look clean to you again, no matter what uh, they do. What? Yep. Yeah. And not to you, but anybody coming to visit will be like, "Oh, this place smells great. It must be new." Yeah. <laughs> Don't use the toothbrush. <laughs> So we have the next scene, which is back inside the shelter. Uh, me playing Hooks, Paul Lavelle playing Officer Brannis. Again, Brian Finnegan as special surprise guest star as Mad Dan. And Elizabeth Rast as Jill. And Pete, in the script, you asked for sucking noises to indicate that the... Um, the flood is being sucked back through. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything that I thought worked, so I tried a little fire hose action, 
combined with some bathtub and sink drain sounds. Okay. And I hope that worked. Sounds sounds fine to me. And I loved the great plot twist with Mad Dan driving the van, and that that was um, <laughs> part of Devi's wacky plan to throw Brannis off the scent and uh, yes, right, get the get the heist out of the complications that it had fallen into. The entire plan does hinge on a uh, on a crazy homeless man being able to drive, but whatever. Yes, right. Great work, Pete. Logic. Logic. Of the future. I like that last line because that's that's just you know hooks all over. I mean he's he's uh, you know he's just committed the uh, the crime of the century, but you know he still has to clean this place up so everyone can get back in and uh, you know get out of the rain for the night. Right. Winston Churchill's pet hamster. Where did that know. come from? I have no idea. All right, very good. Um, we're in the truck. It's Brian Finnegan as Mad Dan, M. Sierra Garcia as Major, Pete Milan as Tommy Arkell. Oh, that's you. Um, Shane Nolan as Debbie, Renee Christine Jones as Sox. And at first in this scene, when I mixed it, I had uh, most of the folks out of their Enviro suits. Uh, but then I thought that was too callous. You know, they, they need to get Debbie out of the crate before they change out yeah. of their suits. So um, just Debbie and uh, Mad Dan are out of their suits, or sound out of their suits, because uh, Mad Dan, of course, took his his uh, helmet off so that he could reveal his face to Brannis, and Debbie got out of her suit to give it to Mad Dan. Right. And the others don't really want to get out of their suits because they are, you know, they're still covered in crap like everything else in the van. Right. That's why they have to go uh, find a uh, decontamination unit. Oh, well, maybe I should have kept them in their suits in the last scene, but I didn't. I took them No, out. no, no. After that, they'll be, you know, they'll have been uh, cleaned off and everything. So, yeah. So now here we are. It's the last scene, and oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say all the names. Okay. Pete Milan is Tommy Arkell. M. Sierra Garcia is Major. Shane Nolan is Debbie. Renee Christine Jones is Sox. And eventually, Perry Whittle, that's me, as Hooks. And Michael King as Shimizu. So now they're all out of their Enviro suits, and they sound a little bit more normal than they have for the previous 30 minutes. Oh, and I love Socks with her uh, sensitive ears. The man of the hour, the Tower of Power, hooks you magnificent bastard. Where are you? I'm outside the garage. So I thought, what's the matter? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I thought Hooks would be whispering. Yes. Urgently whispering. What? Outside in a, uh, in his own, you know, plumbing truck, his own wrench truck, I would imagine. Right. Yes. What the Or perhaps the one that Jill was driving earlier. Yes. Hooks. Get on the horns. You get me some guys here. I don't care what you have to do, but you do it. So I hope the sound that I used for the lights going on outside worked. Oh, yeah, very much so. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you come down here and congratulate me? Socks, you see him? And now the heist has come off perfectly, and there is yet another complication. Mm. 
My gosh, Pete, it's almost like you're writing this for, to um, build up some sort of suspense or drama or something. No, I'm just making this crap up off the top of my head. Anyway. Okay, all right. Glad we got that cleared up. And Michael King is doing another wonderful performance as the uh, smarmy and self-confident Shimizu. Yes. I love his uh, his delivery on the pet assassin line. I think um, I think he probably at this point probably hates Major much more than he hates uh, the Arkell family. <laughs> yes. And I like that, um, you know, since we've introduced Socks, she's been sort of the uh, the dull crayon in the box, you know, the one who's always uh, a little bit slower than the others, doesn't quite get it, and has to ask a lot of questions. But when it comes down to asking for, does anybody have an idea for a plan, Socks is the only one who says, uh, you know, start shooting. It's you start taking out very simple, <laughs> very simple, very direct. Yes. Uh, you know, she plays dumb, but then she's the only one who's got a viable plan because it seems like maybe there is only one viable plan. Yeah, it's one. Uh, didn't have to be a mastermind to come up with that. Right. And that ending. Great ending, Pete. Oh, just yeah. um, just a marvelous script all the, all the way through. So, thank you so much for giving everybody such marvelous lines. Thank you, thank you. Glad you all uh, all enjoyed it. All enjoyed my uh, my Dookie Heist episode. <laughs> yes, and now we have Bruce Busby reading the credits marvelously as always. Kudos to everybody who contributed to this episode. Any last uh, comments, Pete or Chris? Uh, no. Oh, we have a cliffhanger for next episode. What's going to happen? Yeah, so we have a cliffhanger for next episode. Come back in a month, approximately a month, if uh, you're listening to this the day that it comes out. The uh, next episode should be out in approximately a month. Uh, and if you're listening to them uh, in years to come, you can uh, turn to the next episode immediately after finishing this. And some of us will be back and we'll have more idiotic stuff to say about the next episode. <laughs> Bye now. Good night, everybody.